Hey guys, welcome to the AV room. Uh, it's our chambers where the live stream happens. I'm here getting a few things ready. Figured we'd shoot our announcement video here. Uh, coming up Friday, January 28th at 6.30 p.m., we have a movie night. Uh, we are showing The Most Reluctant Convert. Uh, it's a dramatization of the life of C.S. Lewis. That's a ticketed event, so head on over to the app where you can purchase tickets. You can also grab them at keysvineyard.com and buy your tickets there. Also, on the app, we've launched our new merch store, our church merch store. You can buy all sorts of cool things. Uh, I got a hoodie in the mail the other day. It's pretty cool. So check it out. Uh, grab some stuff if you'd like. Also, Freedom for Life, uh, that is our Celebrate Recovery group. They're going to be meeting on Tuesdays starting February 1st at 6.30 p.m. here at the church. So uh, that's a great recovery group. If that would be of interest to you, that's going to be Tuesdays starting February 1st, 6.30 p.m. Also, One More Youth, that is our youth group. We're meeting again February 2nd at 6.30 p.m. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's for junior high students and senior high, 6th uh, to 7th grade, all the way through 12th grade. So uh, if you know kids, invite them. If you fit in that age bracket, join us. We'll have pizza again. It's a load of fun. Also, February 6th, I believe it's uh, two weekends from now, uh, after the 11 o'clock service, we'll have our newcomers lunch. So if you've uh, recently joined us here at the church and you'd like to meet the staff, we'll all be out on uh, one of the decks. We're hoping the front deck is open, ready to go. If not, it'll be the corner deck. But one of those two decks, hopefully it's a lovely day outside. We'll have some brunch and it'll be a good time. So newcomers lunch, that's February 6th, right after the 11 o'clock service. Keep downloading that app. We're working really hard to getting that like where we like it. and uh, Lots of cool stuff's been added to it. So definitely check it out. And uh, hey, without further ado, let's get ready for church. Woo! All right. Welcome, everybody online. We're getting ready to press in. Glad you're here. Going to make a big difference. Worship was great earlier. So uh now that you're here, like I said, it's going to be even better. Then we're looking at Hebrews 10:20 together, uh, a new and living way. And so I'm excited about doing that. Get your Bibles, get your cup of coffee, whatever you need, and woo! Good morning. Good morning. So good to see you all. I was just thinking very different in here. And so I was just kind of like not really listening to anyone sing, but we didn't have the acoustic panels up a year ago. Well, I just thought like about? it was so great hearing everyone like visiting and I just like I don't know. Yes. It just made me very happy. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So it is a good thing. So great yay. Great to hear you guys <laughs> and see you guys. Yes. I'm going to tell you guys what we'll be attempting to do in case you didn't know as you settle in with your breakfast and your coffee. We're going to start things off with communion. Chaplain Doug is going to lead us through that in just a moment. After communion, we'll have our time of worship. We've been having a lot of fun this weekend, so looking forward to doing it with our 930 flavor. Did you want me to comment? You looked at me. I'm just always like, I never know you when were, you're You were inviting to. a comment, and I was going to not. Because I don't want people to think that we, like, you know, poke each other. One time we were really ribbing each other, and I was like, I really hope people know we're 
we're married. We, we are. We're, we're, we're happily married at that. At least I am. I don't know about Wow, you. those guys are really neat to each yeah, other. They're, they're so sharp. He was really sharp. <laughs> I didn't want the kids to say that to you. Pastor Gina will come up, lead the kids through Bible verse, we'll dismiss them off to their different Sunday school classrooms, and then we'll have our time in the Word with Pastor Steve. We're in Encourager Part 4 today. Before we get into any of all that, let's pray. Holy Spirit, would you come? Thank you for being a God who wants to dwell among us. We thank you for all you're doing in our hearts and our lives, Papa God, and we invite your presence deeper. Help us to walk as people of the overlap. Give us your words. Direct us in your path so that we can affect each and every person around us so that they can feel your love and be drawn to you. And we join with all the churches around the world where your gospel is preached with this college. Almighty and everlasting God, in your great mercy, look upon our weaknesses and in all our dangers and needs, stretch out your right hand to help and defend us. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. Chaplain Doug. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he broke it saying, This is my body, take and eat in remembrance of me. In the same manner he took the cup. It was the last night of the Passover celebration. The cups of plagues and sanctification had already been poured and celebrated. Jesus takes the third cup, which is the cup of redemption. He said, This is my blood poured out for you. Drink this in remembrance of me. Gathered with his friends that evening, Jesus gives us a lasting ordinance or remembrance, which we call communion or the Lord's table or the Lord's supper. He said, from now on, when you get together and partake of this meal, I want you to remember me. And as his friends gathered here today, we too can partake of this meal. The bread and the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. And we want to remember and give thanks. We want to remember all that Jesus has said and done and promised to do. We want to remember his willingness to go to the cross on our behalf. We want to remember how he defeated death and rose again, and we want to remember with awe and thanksgiving that he's coming back for us soon. So here on the table are the elements of communion, the bread, the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord, and the table is open to all who believe. So as we worship this morning and you feel led by the Spirit, please come, partake, remember, and give thanks. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Chaplain Doug. We are going to enter into our time of worship now together and I'd encourage us all to sing out and to participate and to lift our voices as we elevate Jesus in our midst. We'll see the words pop up all over the place. You're welcome to sit, but stand if you're able. He turns graves into gardens.
Lord God, would you anoint the words that are spoken to us, that are taught to us. Use those words, God, to stir up our hearts towards you. And Holy Spirit, I'd ask that you'd be with those working with our children at this service and the next service. God, anoint them. Give them everything that they need to show all the kids your wonderful love for them, oh God. You are so good, Lord. We love you and we thank you. And it's in your holy name I pray. Amen. And amen. And Pastor Georgina, would you please come up and teach the children a Bible verse? Good morning, boys and girls. I'm so excited. I have props today. <laughs> Do you know what props are? No. Okay, you'll see. Okay. So, today's Bible, Bible story comes from the second book in the Bible. Do you know what the second book of the Bible is called? Anybody? Whoa, Christian, good job. Exodus, that's right, the book of Exodus. And we have been talking about and learning what happened after God rescued his people from Israel, right? And they were in, in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Moses? No. What was the what were they making them do work? Egyptians? Yeah, I thought uh, that one. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're a little bit past that. They've been into the wilderness, right? And God has given them the Ten Commandments, right? But he's also told them that he wants them to build a tabernacle. Have you ever seen the tabernacle of the Lord that was in the wilderness? Look, that's what it looks like. Do you see? It's amazing. Everyone got to help him build this. Yes, God gave specific people jobs to do, right? And they created that, right? And once it was done, God told them that you would have a sign. So this is the tabernacle, right? And he said, "By if, if you see the cloud hovering over the tabernacle, you have to stay. Because God was in the cloud, guys. He appeared to God's people in a cloud. And then he told them when the... When the cloud lifts, you are to go and pack up the tabernacle, pack it up, and move along with it. That's what he told them. And then in Exodus, it was, in Exodus 40:38, it said that the cloud of the Lord, see the cloud, hovered over the tabernacle during the day. And at night, look, fire glowed inside the cloud. So the whole family of Israel could see it. They could see that God was with them, guys. God wanted to be with his people. Do you know that God wants to be with you? Raise your hand if you know. God wants to be with me. Yes, good. God wants to be with you, guys. And part of God's plan to save us from sin was to send Jesus to earth to be with people. Isn't that amazing? Good, good. Okay, so now we're ready to say the Bible verse together. Are you guys ready? Okay, you repeat after me. Exodus 40, 38. Exodus 40, 38. Good job. The cloud of the Lord. The cloud of the Lord. It hover over the tabernacle. It hover over the tabernacle. During the day. During the day. And at night. Fire glowed inside the cloud. So the whole family of Israel, they could see it. 
Excellent. Wow. The children are getting stickers because God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. There are two birthdays that I know of up here that we need to sing. Uh, Christian and Jackson, is that correct? Right over here. So we're going to sing them all happy birthday. You guys going to help me? Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Jackson and Trist, Tristan and Jackson. Happy birthday to Monkey. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Monkey. Happy birthday to Good job. All right, Pastor Georgina is going to pray for you, and then you can head off to Sunday. School. All right, guys. Good job. So now we're going to talk to the Lord. Are you ready to talk to God? Okay, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Father in heaven. <laughs> We're so grateful for your amazing love, Lord God, and that you wanted to be with us. You wanted to dwell with us and in us, Lord God, so that wherever, whatever we're doing, Lord God, and wherever we go, you are with us. And I pray that over the little ones, Lord God, that they would know that truth, Lord God, and it will guide them all the days of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good job. <laughs> Have fun. Behave. Happy birthday. Good morning. Welcome to the vineyard. Welcome to those of you joining us online. Happy to have you with us today. It's a little cooler day here in, uh, in the Florida Keys. For those of you watching online, uh, I think it's 70. So, uh, and tomorrow, like the high is supposed to be 65. And, and I actually saw people panicking about that earlier. So, but it's, somebody told me where they're from originally. It's minus 40. I know, right? You've forgotten. Welcome. We're so glad you're here with us today. If you're a first time guest or visitor, that QR code that just popped up on those screens, that's uh, if you if you pointed your smart device at that with a camera on, a link will go on your phone that goes to our digital connect card. And if you gave us your name and your phone number and your email address, let me tell you what's going to happen before you do it. Over the next four, five, six weeks, you will get texts and emails from us welcoming you. Uh, explaining about the church and some other things. Uh, and, and so we'd love for you to do that if you would like. We also have gifts for all the first-time guests back at guest services. If you didn't get one on the way in, please go back when we're done. Get one on the way out. We think that would be a, a wonderful thing. Also, I know it was in the announcements, but Friday night... We're doing a movie called The Most Reluctant Convert. It's all about C.S. Lewis. One of my favorite authors, um, he wrote the, the Chronicles of Narnia and a bunch of other really deep, really incredible books. Uh, and so this is a movie about his life. I have heard it's very, very good. I haven't seen it, but I'm looking forward to it. It is a ticketed event. That's the only way we can show it. We try and buy licenses for those movies so we can do it all free, but we, sometimes they won't let you do that. So uh, you have to go online and get tickets. It's about 12 bucks, I think. Um, but it should be fun. We'll do free popcorn. That'll be this Friday at 6.30. I'd encourage you to make it if you can. I think it'll be well worth the time. So that's coming up. 
Now I want to pray for our neighbors. We do this corporately every week. I really want to get this habit in you and have you doing it when we're not here. But God has placed you where you are for lots of reasons, but one of them is to impact your neighbors. And so I want you to think about them for just a moment. Get some of your neighbors in mind. Let's go to Papa. Papa, we, um, we come and we lift our neighbors up to you, God. And we ask that you would move into their lives in very powerful ways and that those that don't know you would be drawn into relationship with you. Help us to be good neighbors, to love our neighbors well, God, and bring renewal, revival and breakthrough to this area that hundreds and thousands of people will come to know you as their Lord and Savior in Jesus name. Amen. Good job. Keep it up. It makes a difference. Also, before we hop in, one last thing. So. For the last 10 years or so, around this time, from now until Easter, we have historically done a, a little special offering we call a one more offering. And I, I kind of chuckle about it as one more, and then it's one more, and then it's one more. But it's about our mission, one more lost child back to debt. And what we do is we think about things we would like to accomplish, sort of over and above the things that we're doing. And we put a list together, and then we ask you to pray about it. We couldn't do it last year. It just didn't feel right with everything sort of so up in the air. And the, the year before, um, we had started it, and then the church, you know, we, we, COVID happened in March. So it kind of cut that one in half. So uh, here's how we do this. We shot a video. It's four and a half minutes long. And I talk about uh, 10 or 12 things that we would like to accomplish. And I sort of give you a little detail. It's only four and a half minutes, so it's not real long. And, then, and so I would ask you to do is to go, please go and watch the video and then pray. Those are the, the things. Pray. And if I just have you praying for those things, I, we count that a win. We think that's wonderful. If as you're praying, you feel led to partner with us in some sort of financial way, anytime between now and Easter at any of the offerings, you can just write one more on, on a check and put it in the box. We'll go to the digital ways that we do it and you can go there. And, and that's good. But only after you've prayed and only when you feel that's the direction you're going. And there's some cool things on there like we're almost done with the deck out front, which we raised money for actually three years ago. And then it had to go through permit, <laughs> the permit process, which is why it's coming now. And uh, it's tough when you've got a lot of visions about things and, and you have to like because I, I saw the deck four or five years ago. Now seeing it is very cool. Anyway. Um, we have sales that we're going to put on it. And maybe by next week, we're, we're short two railings right now. We're just waiting. Um, but what we'd like to do is um, put a tiki roof over it, which I think would be very cool and very keezy and make it so we can use it all year long. That's one of the things that's in the list. All right. So there's a number of things like that. You just please watch a video, pray about it. And that's that's great. Just go as God would go. And we're very happy to uh, to connect with you that way. We're continuing on. In this uh, series we're doing called Encourage, we're looking at Hebrews 10, 19 through 25, talking about what it means to be an encourager and to pick up the ministry of encouragement, how important it is. We're, we're also really kind of leaning into some how, how to really meditate on the Bible as a, as a practical sort of implication of what we're doing. And uh, we'll be in verse 20 today. It took us two weeks to go through verse 19, but uh, we'll talk about a new living way in just a moment. Bad jokes. Let's get these going. What kind of doctor is Dr. Pepper? He's a physician. Physician. I've been hearing all over the place this rumor about butter. But I'm not going to spread it. 
really bad. Do you think, do you think jokes about fake butter would be marginally better? All right, Alice, my love. Rescue me. Oh, wow. They're so bad, they're, they're embarrassed for me, so they must climb. Oh, hang on, I'll get it. Awkward silence while he goes and turns off the microphone. Good First morning. part was thinking that everybody was staring at me as I bent over. He doesn't like to do that, definitely. <laughs> Not his best thing. <laughs> oh. Marginally good jokes, honey. All right, let's press into Papa, shall we, before we read the word? Papa, thank you for meeting us in worship today. There's, there's just nothing... Nothing like when you come and you invade our presence. And no matter what's going on in our life, even though our circumstances don't change, we do. And so, Lord, I pray that you would continue to walk with us today. As we dive deeper into how to be an encouragement in this dark world. Lord, let us image you well. Father, let us be vulnerable when we need to be. And just be who you created us to be, truly human. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you stand with me, please, for the reading of the word? The text today is out of Revelation 21, and this alone is going to encourage you. Revelation 21, 1 through 5. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning, or crying, or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. And then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Blessed be the word of the Lord. You can be seated. I love, I love that passage, and we'll talk more about it. It's so powerful. It, it pops up again in this series. Um, I love when he's saying, you know, I am making everything new. And we need to get a hold of what that looks like and, and how important that is for us. And, uh, and that he emphasized it. Write it down. I'm making everything new. It's important. Write it down. Don't, don't forget that one. So we're going we're gonna to pop back into there some more in just a moment. But one of the things I've encouraged you to do is to really press into just six verses. Hebrews 10, 19 through 25. And, you know, to read it and to memorize it. And beyond that, to meditate on it and to hang out in there. And I'm, we're just kind of modeling what that looks like. You know, you, you, you try and demonstrate what's important. I was just thinking, 
about, uh, so we have a high value on prayer. And, and I was counting, just, I don't, it's not like it's really intentionally that intentional, but intentional enough that before I started to speak, we've prayed corporately five times. Why? Because that's very important. Prayer is the language of the overlap. It's, it's how, how we exist and how we exist. And we, we, we value the word. And so it's been read over you now twice. And uh, once with the kids and once with everybody. And we'll do it some more together because we understand the value of that. We value worship and, and we engage in that. See, these are the things that happen. Well, one of the things I'm trying to do in this series is model sort of meditating on the Bible. Because the Bible isn't a one-and-done thing. It's, it's You need to read it, but then you keep pressing into it as you go. And so we're just hanging out in six verses from Hebrews 10, 19 through 25, which I think are really all about what it means to be an encourager. Because it talks about how we're encouraged, and then it talks how we encourage others. Written to people who are being persecuted for their faith, who are thinking about leaving the faith. And, and all of this is happening, and, and there's the explanations of why what we have in Jesus is so amazing and so cool. And so we started, over the last two weeks, we've kind of gone through this verse together, therefore, which ties in the whole story, brothers and sisters, family of God, confidence in Jesus, to enter the most holy place, that temple language, the heaven and earth connection, the overlap, by the blood of Jesus. We spent all last week talking about the Passover and the Exodus and all kinds of cool things that tie that in. And then we'll move in here by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body. And we're heading in this direction. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So keep pressing in to that passage and and ask Holy Spirit to illuminate what's going on there because it's so, so powerful. Well, we're going to zoom in on verse 20 today. By a new and living way, open for us through the curtain, that is his body. And uh, there's a lot going on in that verse, but I'm hoping we can unpack it together in the time we have. Get through a whole verse today, which would be good. And uh, let's start by talking about the curtain. Because that's an interesting thing. You don't always talk about curtains and wonder what's going on with curtains. But it ties in with the description of everything that the writer in Hebrews is telling us. And there's a lot of uh, symbolism of temple in there. And we know what that means. Temple its the place where God, you know, heaven and earth meet. It's an actual thing that's going on. And as we talked about last week. When we looked at curtain there uh, in the temple tabernacle, there was the holy of holies, the most holy place. And in, in that place, it was separated by a curtain, great big thick curtain. And once a year, as we talked about last week, the high priest could go behind the curtain to make an offering on behalf of the people. And they sprinkled blood there on the mercy seat and the Ark of the Covenant. And the, the sins were covered for a year. Remember, Old Testament, they dealt with sins. Um, they covered them, but they couldn't get rid of them. Jesus comes and does away with them, which changes everything. And we talked a lot about that 
last week. So this curtain, he connects to the body of Christ. And, and, and actually, it's, it's, it's his flesh that they're talking about uh, and, and something that happens on the cross. And the writer of Hebrews is making a connection to this in Matthew 27, verse 50. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. And at that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn into from top to bottom, and the earth shook, and the rocks split. Something amazing happens on that good day, and this curtain, actually the curtain that separated us and everyone from the presence of God, was torn. It's important that you read it. It was torn from top to bottom. The, the idea is there it was a God thing that happened. If it was bottom to top, it could have been a man thing, but it wasn't top to bottom. And now everything is different because what Jesus did was he got behind that curtain for us and then he made it so that all of us now have access to the presence of God, all who believe. He's made a way in. And, and that's what separates him from all of the other priests that had gone before him. The Levitical priest could only cover sin. Jesus goes in, and they only had access once a year. Jesus goes in, and he's now made the sacrifice for all time, and he's opened access to us there behind the curtain. The writer of Hebrews deepens it in Hebrews 6, when he says, We have this hope as an anchor for the soul. I love anchors for the soul and rest for the soul and all those things. I love singing today. It is well with my soul. Very cool. Firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. Jesus does where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. And he's become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Ah, Melchizedek. Now, if you if you enjoy reading the scripture, you, you just got blessed because now you get to go think about Melchizedek. And Melchizedek is awesome. And so if you've never spent any time thinking about who Melchizedek is, this week you have an assignment. Go read about Melchizedek. And you'll find him in Genesis, I should have, it's 18, 19, 20, somewhere in there. Uh, and um, he encounter, has this encounter with Abraham. After Abraham has defeated a bunch of kings in battle, um, in effect, he's... he's Beaten Babylon, which is another whole story. But he encounters this guy, Melchizedek, who has some very interesting features. And we're going to do more of him next week, but just briefly, because I can't leave you hanging there. Because uh, I like talking about him. So, hang on, that might be me popping. I'll have to fix that. All right. Um, so, Melchizedek, besides having a cool name, he's a king and a priest. And Abraham actually connects with him. And, and Abraham offers him a tithe of everything that he's won in battle. And he, Abraham is blessed by Melchizedek. And you'll read and you'll find out Melchizedek, they don't know where he came from. They don't know how long he's been around. There's no mention of his coming or his going. It's pretty significant. Uh, no genealogy. They all have genealogies, but not Melchizedek. Uh, and, and so it's a picture of some very cool things that we'll talk more about next week. But he's also a king and a priest. And he's from a place called Salem. That's where he is. And he comes out of Salem and he meets with Abraham. Now, you might think, okay, Salem. Well, that's what they called Salem back then in the Old Testament. It's soon going to be known as Jerusalem. Huh. Now, 
do you know king and a priest in Jerusalem? And you get some pictures of Jesus and things that are going on. See, that's what's hoping, happening here. Uh, because what he's talking about is that Melchizedek was a royal priest. He was a type of royal priesthood. And his priesthood was better than the Levitical priesthood because the Levitical priesthood covered sin but couldn't deal with it and take it away. And that's what Jesus is able to do for us. In, he's in the order of Melchizedek. So, it's a very cool thing. But you also have to pick this up, too, about royal priesthood. And we'll, we'll dig into this more next week. Um, do you remember at creation, we talk about this a lot. So, God created us in his image. And he gave us a vocation. Remember, heaven and earth met, cosmic temple, and uh, Eden was perfect, but the, uh, the planet was good, but not like Eden, not perfect. And what we were going to do, God wanted to partner with us. That's the way God wants to do things. Partner with us, and we were going to go into the rest of the planet and make it like Eden. That's what we were going to do. And, and what God did was give us authority, royal authority, to go out about his way. That's the royal part of this thing. The priesthood part was that as image bearers, everywhere we went, we would reflect the image of God into the world, and we would reflect back to God the praises of the world to him. That was the priesthood part. So we were called and designed to be part of the royal priesthood. It blows up at the fall, but Jesus comes and he restores us image, as image bearers and the vocation of God in us. Where Peter is able to say, you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, talking about us. We get to pick that back up again. And so this is really cool stuff. All these tie-ins are happening because Jesus was able to enter the most holy place behind the curtain, tore it so it wasn't a barrier to us anymore. And he's made a way because God sees us now in the perfection of his son. We have access into the presence of God. Now, a, a type of access. It's not all that it will be, but it's happening now. We live in the overlap. So, with that in mind then, he makes these three other points. And I'm going to fire through these. New living way. New. See, this changes everything. What Jesus did changes everything. Good Friday. What happened on Good Friday 2,000 years ago changed the world forever and ever and ever. And we're still seeing its impact now. Pretty significant event. All right? And then what happens on Sunday, too. Everything changes everything. All right? And things are new. And, and because of what he's done, when you come to know Jesus, you're new. You're a new creation. And we're not waiting until some point in the future to be that. It's already happened. It's broken into the now. We're new. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. Something has changed in you. You're a new creation. Now, we have to, you know, as you read through, you see Paul tell us with something. We're going to choose to put that on. We're going to, because sometimes we might put on the old self. But we are a new creation. Everything is different. That verse that we read earlier in, in Revelation. He was seated on the throne and said, I am making everything new. Part of that is coming, but part of it has already happened. And he has made us new. And I love that idea of new. I love, one of the things I really love is new mercies. In the Psalms, it often talks about new mercies and new mercies every morning. I always love those. Oh, because, see, I need new mercies because I have new messes all the time. Maybe you don't. <laughs> I get new messes every day. So I am so happy for new mercies. I am so happy for this idea that, that really I get a new start 
every morning. I get a do-over. And sometimes I get a, a number of do-overs throughout the day. Because I'll realize, oh, that's not, that's not who I want to be. Or, you know, I wake up feeling extremely judgy McJudgerton. And uh, I don't want to be that person. Or people drive me crazy while I'm driving down the road. I don't want to be that person. So I get new do-overs. And it's not that I take advantage of that. But my heart is, every day, God, I just want to, I want to live for you today the best that I can. And some days are better than others. That's as real as I can be. But I know that he loves me because I'm a new creation and I get do-overs all the time and I get to rest in there. See, I want to, I'm going to stand in the mercy and grace of God. I'm not taking advantage of it by any stretch of the imagination, but, but I'm new. I am in Christ. See, uh, because of Jesus, I'm acceptable to God. Because of Jesus, I'm forgiven and that's my standing. That's who I am. I'm a new creation and that's very important. The old has gone and the new has come. But it needs to impact the way that I live. This, this reality has to sort of catch up with me in my brain. And so we have a new way to live. We, because we have access, the curtain has been torn into the presence of God. We live in this overlap now. Uh, we're image bearers and we have vocation. Everything has changed. There's a way that God wants us to live. And the enemy, he doesn't want us to live that way. It's stated mission, John 10.10. 10. Enemy, I have come to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what he's up to. But Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Much better. Full and abundant life is the heart of God. And it actually sort of brings up this picture. See, when you were created, God created us in his image and, and as humans. Uh, and and he, he made us fully human. That's what God does. That's what he wanted. He wanted to partner with us as fully humans. And, and that's still the heart of God to uh, yielding to the Holy Spirit. He's making you more and more human all the time, the, the, the way that he designed you to be. The enemy, what he wants to do is make you less than human or subhuman. And you need to begin to realize that. I think that that thinking is very helpful because we begin to realize that what the enemy's doing is he doesn't want us to live as fully human. He wants to live us less than or subhuman in this world. And, and why he's trying to do that is because as you yield the Holy Spirit and are, are becoming more and more fully human as you walk with God, you have a tremendous impact on people around you for him. And the enemy wants no part of that. He's trying to keep that from happening. So he tries to keep you stuck in the old way of doing things. See, you're very familiar and comfortable with the old way of doing things because for most of us, we did it for a long time. And we're still doing it sometimes. And, and the enemy wants to beat you up and keep you there. But you have to sort of understand the amazing mercy of God and what he's done. Because, Paul says in Ephesians 2.4, of his great love for us, God loves us. God, who is rich in mercy, thank you, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It's by grace you have been saved. And we have to sort of get a hold of the mercy and grace of God and how amazing it is. Not so we can go out and do whatever we want, but, but because he loves us so much that it draws us into living in a way for him that is more fully human. And so we have to get a hold of that. The enemy, what he wants to do is he doesn't want you to live that way. He wants you to live the old way, the way that you're used to, the kind of familiar way. And he wants to keep you stuck there. 
And a lot of people get stuck living in their past. They get stuck living in all the bad things that have happened to them or all the bad things that they've done. And then they get pounded by the enemy with guilt and shame. And so they end up feeling guilty and shameful and they feel anger and hurt. And they get stuck there. And the problem is when you're stuck in that mess, there's no life. You just get stuck. And, and see, that's who you were. But in Jesus, you're a new creation. Now, you might have a lot of mess going on, but that doesn't define you anymore. He does. You're his. God is seeing you in the perfection of his son. And Paul says, look, you've got to get a hold of this and you've and you got to press into it. He says in Philippians 3, 12, not, Paul says, not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. See, when you come to Jesus, you get He's taken hold of you, right? It's what He wanted all along, and and He's taken hold of you, and and, and we need he, He's just trying to make you more fully human because that's where life is. And He goes, brothers, family of God, I don't consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. One thing I do, forgetting what is behind, and straining towards what is ahead. See that. The forgetting is, it's hard to forget, but straining is is putting us in, we get in this tension, see? And the only thing, look, the only thing that you can get from your past is you might learn from your mistakes and then know how to move forward. But the rest of it's garbage. And, and... When you, when you get stuck in your past, you, you end up processing life through a series of old dead filters in your mind that don't, don't work. And they just sort of keep heading you in a wrong direction. Paul says, no, no, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus, for which God has called me towards him. I'm moving towards him because that's where life is. That's a prize. Life. Now and forever life. That's what's happening. And so... so we're new creations and we're pressing into this life. And we do that because he has a way for us to live. And, and I, I love this passage in Romans 12. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, to the, the way of this world, this present evil age, the culture, don't, the way this world thinks. Don't conform to that, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his way. His good, perfect, pleasing will. That, that there's something about as we press in. And, and Paul will say this throughout his letters. Is that, so when you give your life to Jesus, you are changed. Your, your eternity has started. You're a new creation. And, and sort of one of the last things to catch up to that reality is your mind. And it has to be renewed so that you can be transformed. It has to be changed. You have to have a different way of sort of processing information in your world because you're used to one way of doing it, which wasn't good. And there's this new way of doing it. And how do we start to figure that out? Ta-da. He's always talking about that Bible. <laughs> and I, you, I know you guys tell me. And you have to read it, please, all the way through. If you haven't, not guilt, trip, read it. But you're not done once you've read it. It's just the beginning because it's divine literature. And the way that it, because it's divine literature, it's Holy Spirit inspired. It's, it's so amazing is that it's designed so that when you meditate on it, when you hang out in it, more is revealed and then more is revealed. And you can read it over and over and more is revealed. I'm amazed now that in my journey, so I got saved in 1985. I can never do the math on the spot. 
a long time ago. And I immediately began to read the Bible and press into it. And I've read it a lot, a lot. And I, this particular passage that we're pressing into, I have been back and forth in it over 20 years. In these six verses, they mattered to me. And I go into them. And i got to tell you that even now, as I press into it, more is revealed. It opens up deeper. It opens up more. Because it's the wisdom of God. And, and it's, it, it helps us to live. It helps us to get the filters changed so that we can process life in a way that helps us and brings God glory. So you, people ask me all the time, how do I know the will of God? And, and, and like I can tell them, I don't know. You know. And really, if somebody could tell you, you'd freak out and you wouldn't do it. <laughs> you think about it. Those of you who have been walking with the Lord for a while now. Think about if God told you where you'd be from where you started, and you'd have been like, yeah, never mind. But you press in, and then it becomes apparent to you. And, and so that's what we do. We press in, and we hang in, and keep digging in. So do that. Next week will be in verse 21. We're going to learn even more. But we have this new living way. So we start putting this together. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place, by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, open for us through the curtain that is his flesh or his body. Things are opening up, and we have reason to be encouraged so that we can encourage others. We'll pick it up there next week. Ministry team, those of you here, why don't you head over to the wall? Uh, people will be over there to pray for you. Alice, my love, why don't you come, and we'll pray and press in, and then we can head towards dismissing from here. Papa... Um, you're amazing. And there's no one like you. And I pray, God, for everyone, just because of your mercy and your grace, that today would be a do-over. Fresh new start right now, God. Just to enjoy being your kids. To be more fully human and alive. To be able to take a stand. Against the attack of the enemy who will, who will come and try and steal that away from us. With guilt and shame and, and reminding us of our past. But God, my prayer is today for everyone here that they would just say, I'm a child of God. And that's who I was, enemy, back then. But now I'm a child of God and I'm new. And in Christ I'm accepted and in Christ I'm forgiven. In Christ I'm loved forever. I'm his child. And that being able to stand there would bring rest to your souls. Life and your heart's broken because that's. That's not going to happen now. Something happened and your heart is broken. And you were sitting down and, you, and that's what you were telling God. You were like, I'm just broken. Lord, I'm broken. And I saw Jesus come and sit next to you and put his hand around, his arm around you and say, that's okay because I can fix everything. And so just rest in him. If that applies to you, I pray right now that you would receive his love and his care and you would feel his presence next to you. And I just want to give one little little shout out because for those of you that are looking to go deeper in the word or or 
Steve's given you every tool. He even has a school that you can go to, and it's completely free. You don't have to work towards a degree, but the, the instructors, it's Jesus Moment Bible Institute, are so good, and you will be so blessed. If you want to really be able to hold the Bible in context, blend the old with the new, all of those good things, I just encourage you to look into that. You don't have to get a degree, but you will learn. Amen. Thank you. A shout out. Yes. I'm in it. So. Not teaching, learning. Sorry. Go ahead. Hey, all of this starts by knowing Jesus. Most important decision you'll ever make. You know, he invites us into his story. We respond. We, we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth. Jesus is Lord. If you've never done it, do it right now. Best decision you'll ever make. Things start to change. Jesus, will you be my Lord and Savior? And that's how it all goes. Do that, please. Thanks again, church, for your amazing generosity. And uh, we appreciate, we love partnering with you. And thank you for your faithful to your tithing and your gifting, your offering, all those things that you do. God bless you for that. Let's sing doxology because the children are patiently waiting to run down the hallways. <laughs> Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Amen. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. Go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thanks for being here. Have a great day. Stay warm. Maybe catch some cold fish out there. I don't know. Cold fish. Hope your team wins. Prayer is over there. See you later. Bye. God bless you guys. Thanks for being a part. And uh, very cool. A lot of people, as they were walking in today, uh, that are just here now for two or three weeks or a month, they were all saying, oh, but we watch you every week online. Know that we appreciate that. We appreciate you and are glad to connect in this way. God bless you all, guys. Have a great week. Bye-bye.